0: before the passion of your only begotten Son, revealed his glory upon the holy mountain. Grant to us that we, beholding by faith the light of his countenance, may be strengthened to bear our cross and be changed into his likeness from glory to glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Please be seated for the reading.
1: A reading from the second book of Kings. Now, when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The company of prophets who were in Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take your master away from you? And he said, Yes, I know. Keep silent. Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. The company of prophets who were at Jericho drew near to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take your master away from you? And he answered, Yes, I know. Be silent. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. But he said, as the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. 50 men of the company of prophets also went and stood at some distance from them as they both were standing by the Jordan. Then Elijah took his mantle and rolled it up and struck the water. The water was parted to the one side and to the other until the two of them crossed on dry land when they had crossed Elijah said to Elisha tell me what I may do for you before I am taken from you Elisha said please let me inherit a double share of your spirit he responded You have asked a hard thing, yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it will be granted to you. If not, it will not. As they continued walking and talking, a chariot of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them, and Elijah ascended in a whirlwind into heaven. Elisha kept watching and crying out. Father, Father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. But when he could no longer see him, he grasped his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. The word of the Lord.
2: gods has spoken. He has called the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Our God will come and will not keep silence. Before him there is a consuming flame, and round about him a raging storm. Gather before me, my loyal followers those who have made a covenant with me and sealed it with sacrifice.
1: reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. (laughs) If our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not proclaim ourselves. We proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord. Amen.
3: Of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice, this is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what, had, what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Amen.
4: the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts. Be always acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Well, those of you over a, um, a certain age will remember that people couldn't always pick up the phone and dial a few codes to have global access. Phoning someone in Texas or in London was referred to as long distance back then, and it was done only for very good reason. If it was important to speak to someone specific at the number you were calling, you called the operator and you asked her, it was always a her in those days, You asked her to make the call Mm person-to-person, and though person-to-person calls cost much more than station-to-station, you didn't have to pay unless you actually reached the one that you were calling. God seems to have a habit of calling person-to-person, too. God chooses to communicate with us through people. And that seems quite remarkable to me, given people's ability to botch things up and get things wrong and forget about some stuff. But that's the way God does things. Oh, God has used station to station means of communication from time to time. Remember that God wrote the commandments on tablets so large that they couldn't be lost or forgotten. But remember that God didn't carve those commandments permanently on the side of a mountain. Instead, God gave the commandments to people. And being people, they managed not only to break the commandments, but to break the tablets, too. But they never forgot God's law. They told the words person to person from one generation to another, adapting and remembering and recalling and reforming the law and making it their own. God's choice of this person-to-person communication may be because God is three persons in one, a holy trinity. It may be because God is love, and love can't exist without lovers. But no matter the reason, God has chosen to teach us and heal us and lead us and strengthen us person to person. You see it happen in this morning's Gospel when Jesus was transfigured and authenticated as God's son. Jesus shone with glory, and apparently it was a fantastic sound and light show. But look where it happened. On a mountaintop, with only three spectators. When God proclaims of Jesus, this is my son, the beloved, listen to him. Only three people hear it. The transfiguration could at least have happened in the Jerusalem temple where thousands could have seen and heard it. No. God seems to prefer working person to person. God seems to want to be made known through you and through me too. And so, Acolytes and choristers and ushers and lay readers and the altar guild come here on Sunday mornings to prepare a place for us to be fed, a place for us to hear the good news so we can tell good news. Our Christian education team has come to teach the stories of our faith to children, and someone is here. To offer healing prayers at the font a fireman named Walter McKinney is here because he was called by God to be a deacon as well as a fireman and a lawyer named Susan Pinkerton is here called by God to use her skills to proclaim God's law and God's justice in this place and I am called and Bill Eakins is called and you are called to make God known in this world. Like the three disciples that Jesus took with him to the mountaintop, each of us will sometimes be rash and impulsive, like Peter, and like James, bluster about so much that he was called a son of thunder. But no matter what, God counts on each one of us to speak like John, to speak of the word made flesh, to teach and heal and bless us. And we are each called to give each other glimpses of those mountaintop moments when time seems to stop and God is there with us. We are each called to tell God's story our own way through our own eyes. And so our stories will be different stories because we are different people. Now here is why this seems to be so. Let us start with the basic premise that God wants to be made known, that God is not content to sit in heaven without a world. And so God said, let there be light or some such thing, something like that, and light and dark and sea and dry land and birds and bees came into being. And then a man and a woman whom God called by name and breathed into light and into life, they were created and we are created to love God. And since we can't love someone unless we know them, God has gone to extraordinary lengths to give us glimpses of divine love and power and compassion. God wants to be known, but you see, God can't just come to our door like a friendly neighbor because we couldn't take it. As the Psalm says, Before him there is a consuming flame, and round about him a raging storm. And as God told Moses, you cannot look on my face and live. So from time eternal, God has been about the work of self-revelation, sending angels ascending and descending on Jacob's ladder, inspiring prophets and priests to tell the story. But God's people, being people, didn't always listen. And so in the fullness of time, God sent Jesus to come among us, to teach us and heal us and bring us hope. But people, being people, were very frightened of the power of love to change the world. Because it was their world that was going to have to change. And so they nailed Jesus to a cross. Now, who would be left to tell God's story? Only a few disciples. But even these few, speaking person to person, would change the world. And Jesus was transfigured to strengthen those disciples for what lay ahead, so that even the crucifixion wouldn't manage to erode their faith. Jesus led Peter and James and John to the top of the world, where they could stand and and see almost more glory than they could stand before they had to go back down to the trenches. They were given a glimpse of heaven to anchor them during the dark days that lay ahead. For how is it possible for anyone to endure the valleys if they've never been to the mountaintop? God takes us to the mountaintop too. And when we go there, we see glimpses of God's love. And we see them when we see parents bending over their sick child night after night, praying for healing, praying for hope. We see glimpses of God's strength when a colleague allows us to be who we are, human and vulnerable, and offers help instead of condemnation. We see glimpses of God's comfort when we are grieving and heavy-laden, and arms reach out to enfold us. We see glimpses of transfiguration when people light up. And people do light up, you know. People on fire with passion to bring Christ's justice to this world. And they get, well, they get transfigured by it. We see God's glory when bread is broken and wine is poured out and shared person to person so that we might be filled with the body and blood of Christ as we carry the crosses of this world. In a few minutes, we will take the Alleluia banner made by the children of this parish and put it in a a kind of a tomb, put it in a box because the season of Lent begins this Wednesday. Forty days of no allelujahs, Forty days of walking the way of the cross, strengthened by the faith and hope and love that we have known, and by the glimpses of God that we all have seen. For some, This season of Lent won't really matter. For others, it will be our own Olympiad, a time to discipline ourselves like athletes. Athletes practice to build up their muscles. Christians pray to build up their souls. Christians give up things to learn that God is more important than chocolate. And they keep at it for forty days because being faithful to small commitments teaches us to be faithful to larger ones. It really doesn't matter what we do for Lent as long as we do something. You could turn off the television and listen for God in the silence. You could put a quarter in a mite box every day. That $10 wouldn't make a dent in the world's poverty, but it might make an impression on your soul if you make a serious ritual about it and give thanks that you have enough to give. You could join the Good Book Club and read God's story every day. You can read about it in your bulletin. We need to know God's story because we are the people that God is counting on to live the story person to person, to tell Maxim and Harper, the little ones who were baptized here last month, to tell them that Jesus loves them, to show those who are preparing for confirmation that this community will support them and show them what it looks like to live as faithful Christians. Person to person is the way that God works. And since we are made in God's image, that's the way that we are supposed to work too. So go into the world today, transfigured as a reflection of God's glory shining as God's beloved children, caring for each other as God cares for you, person to person.
0: We stand as we renew our faith by reciting the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, Amen. the Almighty, the maker of heaven.
1: O God, as your son drew apart to pray on the holy mountain, we now offer our prayers for the world and for all whom we love. We pray for the peoples of the earth and for their leaders, for wisdom and forbearance in all the places of conflict and for liberty and justice for all. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for the church throughout the world that it may shine the light of your truth and love into places of confusion, doubt, and despair. We pray for the athletes and coaches and administrators of the 23rd Olympic Winter Games, that their dedication and proficiency may inspire us to persist in our good endeavors and strive for excellence whatever we do we pray for the sick and for the dying for those in troubled relationships for the depressed and the addicted that they may find in you O God the hope they long for we remember those on our parish prayer list and those whose needs we bear in our own hearts We pray for those who have died, that they may go from strength to strength in the light of your heavenly kingdom. Lord, hear our We give thanks for the ministry of the St. Paul Mission to the Deaf and pray that by welcoming those of all languages, voices, and abilities, our communities will reflect your love and hospitality for every human being.
0: Lord, hear our prayer. Mighty God, you reveal the splendor of your love and presence in the face of Jesus Christ. We also pray for the repose of the soul of Nancy Morrell, Morrell, who died this past week. Open our eyes to see your spirit still alive and powerful in our lives, and give us faith to trust that you will answer our prayers according to your wisdom and mercy. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you. Almighty God, have mercy on us, forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in everlasting life. Amen. Amen. We stand. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. be seated. Good morning. Welcome to St. John's on this soggy morning, but the temperatures are a little bit higher. We are delighted to have you here. Whether you're new or you haven't been here in a while, we are delighted that you have decided to come join us in this beautiful place. As you can see, we are getting ready for Lent. And as Hope said in her sermon, part of that is putting our Alleluias away. And so as you can see, the children have worked really hard on this Alleluia sign. So today we're going to bury it in our tomb, so to speak, a powerful symbol that we're putting our Alleluia's away for 40 days. And then come Easter, we're going to open the tomb and see what we find. So I'm going to ask the children to come forward. hope you want to help me. Bring it with you so everyone can see it. You worked so hard on this. Look at this. This is wonderful. Look at your great artwork. Should we hold it up so everyone can see? Okay. Should we roll it up now? Why don't we start on my side? Hallelujah. Right. Right. So for 40 days, what are we not going to say? Hallelujah. No alleluia's, right? So, what are you going to do when someone says hallelujah during Lent? We're going to go, right? As a reminder. Here. Can we do that together?
2: Yeah, here.
0: Don't, well, let's not put your head inside the tomb. <laughs> Okay, so we have to handle this very carefully, right? Because you worked really hard. Okay, who's going to help close the tomb on hallelujah? Now remember, as soon as we close this, what is the word we don't say? Hallelujah. Here we go. Got it? All fingers away. Clear? Yes. All right. That's it. All right. Thank you so much. Remember, no hallelujahs. Yeah. And who's going to help me move the chest over here? Okay. Can you help me with that? Here we go. One, two, three. You are so good. All right, watch the steps. All right? So are you going to remind me at the end of Lent? Yes. Are you? Okay. Yes. And you're going to help me open it up, right? Yes. And then we're going to say in our loudest voice that word we can't say right now. Right? Okay, so let's put it down here. Watch your fingers again. Okay, great. Thank you so much. I couldn't do that without your help. Thank you all. As you can tell, Lent is almost here. And part of that is an opportunity to take a moment to stand back in 40 days and reflect about who we are, what our relationship is with God, and how we can deepen that, deepen our relationship with each other also. Towards that, we have put forth our second annual Lenten devotion. It's an opportunity for people to share in their heart of how they feel about God, through a poem, through a picture, through a reflection. So please, pick one of these up during coffee hour. We also have, through the Episcopal Relief and Development, uh, books that you can also use for daily reflection. As Hope mentioned, in the back of the bulletin, there's information about the Good Book Club. This is put forward by Forward Movement, and the entire Episcopal Church is reading the book of Luke and Acts together on a daily basis in their podcasts, their emails, all sorts of things, videos of way that you can participate, whether you're here or traveling, wherever that may be. Right now, I'd like to ask our vestry members and our wardens to come forward. They were elected, and we have a whole new class of vestry members. Please come forward, and you can line up here and turn around so people can see who you are. These are your elected leaders. And we just had a retreat uh, this past weekend and they are wonderful they are going to be a delight to work with they are faithful they care about this church and they care about you and they are willing to give up their time and very very busy lives to contribute and use the individual gifts they have to build up this community not just now but for future generations so i'd like to do is offer a prayer of commissioning to them and at the coffee hour, please go up and introduce yourself to them if you don't know them yet. I think they all have a nameplate or, or will soon. So let us pray. Eternal God, the foundation of all wisdom and the source of all courage, enlighten with your grace our wardens and vestry of this congregation of St. John's. And so rule their minds and guide their counsels, that in all things they may seek your glory, and promote the mission of your church through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you and keep you now and always. This is your vestry and your wardens. Thank you. Now, this is a very special time. It's bittersweet. I would like Melissa Renner to come forward, please. Melissa has been with St. John's and also she has been with St. Paul's. She heads the ministry to the deaf, St. Paul's ministry to the deaf, that has been here for a number of years. Soon after I got here, I met Melissa and Vic, and they talked about how much they enjoy music. And even with a hearing disability, they said they want to participate more. They used to be up in the library, where they had a live feed for a service in Atlanta for those with hearing impairments. So we said, well, come on down to us and be with us. And we, I remember we sat in the cloister garden, and Bill Eakins was there, and then Scott Lamline was there, and we started talking about how much they loved music. And that's when they said, well, Why don't you join the choir? And they said they could sign. And they said they would commit to come to the rehearsals. Through the vibrations, it's their way that they participate. And it's beautiful poetry in motion to watch them do that. It's also a way for us to let people know that all are welcome, wherever you are in your life, to participate in the life of this church. Melissa's moving, and so the ministry of St. Paul's is closing down. We hope it will resurrect some other place, but in the meantime, I wanted to be sure and give a blessing to Melissa, and all that she does, she goes to our national convention, she goes to her diocesan convention, again, working very, very actively in the ministry for the deaf in the Episcopal Church. So we're going to give you a prayer, a final blessing, and send-off. Let us pray. Have regard to our supplication, O gracious Lord, and confirm with your heavenly benediction, Melissa, your servant, commissioned to minister in your church, that with sincere devotion of mind and body, she will continue this service wherever she may be, and know that we support her and love her. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. God bless you and keep you. Thank you. Listen, thank you so much. We also have Vic, who will be here, so please introduce yourself to Vic if you you don't know her. She's going to continue in our our choir. Pick up your Lenten devotion. Introduce yourself to someone that you don't know yet. If you would like uh, a blessing for yourself or for someone else, please come to the font during communion and a healing minister will be there and they'd be more than happy to do that for you. So please feel free to come forward to accept the body and blood of Christ, knowing that whatever struggles, challenges, blessings we may have in this life, you are welcome to take the body and blood of Christ to hold us and sustain us this day and always. So walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and sacrifice to God. the Lord our God. It is, right to God. And
2: grace.
0: it is right and a good and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Because in the mystery of the word made flesh, you have caused a new light to shine in our hearts, to give the knowledge of your glory in the face of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels, archangels, And with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. In him You have brought us out of air into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. And the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for all for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection. We await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray, You, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ in his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time put all things in subjection under your christ and bring us to that heavenly country where with all your saints we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters through jesus christ our lord the firstborn of all creation the head of the church and the author of our salvation by him and with him and in him in the unity of the holy spirit all honor and glory is yours Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us the gifts of God for the people of God. Take and remembrance that Christ died for you. Feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, and you have spared us the spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into Life is short, and we do not have too much time to gladden the hearts of those who travel with us. So be swift to love and make haste to be kind. The blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always.